Cityware Selectors podcast, let's talk about ESG. I'm Margarita Kirakosian, Deputy Editor, and joining me today is Philip Zawati, CEO of Nerova. Philip, thank you for joining us today. Thanks. Good morning. Philip, there are a lot of initiatives that Mirova is taking part uh, in. And one of the standout uh, things that I've noticed from this year is the participation in one planet summit. And obviously, you joining alongside other asset managers, the Natural Capital Alliance. So if you could walk me through a little bit uh, what that means for you as a company and what's the whole kind of like goal of being part of that. Natural Capital is a new asset class. Uh, quite, I mean, quite new uh, because we, we uh, on our side, we uh, only started to uh, invest in natural capital a couple of years ago. I mean, it was five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today, if you look at the market, there, there are only a couple of uh, teams which are uh, looking at this space. And so we thought it was uh, really important to gather uh, the main important players, the pioneers of uh, these natural capital um, investments uh, in order to move forward. I mean, to create some standards in the market uh, and to explain that it's, uh, it's not a new asset class, but it's a, it's a new investment theme uh, that we think uh, institutional investors, pension funds, insurance companies, and so on, uh, should look at uh, more in depth today and, and, and should invest more uh, in. And, uh, and so that, that was the idea of this uh, alliance uh, that we uh, launched under the roof of the uh, uh, Sustainable Markets Initiative uh, uh, of the, the Prince Charles. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and we launched this uh, during the One Planet Summit in, uh, in, in January in Paris. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean to be actually focusing on natural capital preservation? Because obviously there is a focus on diversity, biodiversity, sorry, and, and this is a big theme as well. How different are the two? And actually, when we think about investing alongside natural capital preservation lines, what kind of allocation are we looking at here? Yeah, there are different uh, way to uh, to uh, to word it. I mean, uh, of course, biodiversity, natural capital, uh, nature-based solutions as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea is for us to uh, uh, create new business models to invest in uh, economically economically viable models uh, that preserve uh, nature, the environment, and biodiversity. So uh, it could be very different things. I mean, it could be a pure conservation project. Uh, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, gives some uh, carbon credits, for example. So it could be a, um, a reforestation, for example, or uh, mangrove conservation or uh, forest conservation uh, overall. Uh, but it could be also uh, some um, production model, I mean, uh, uh, agriculture models, uh, especially agro, uh, agroforestry, for example. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have invested in a lot of uh, uh, these kind of projects in, in Latin America, in Africa, in, in Asia. Uh, and we find more and more uh, new entrepreneurs coming into this space um, with new business models, uh, trying to uh, help the farmers on the ground to, uh, to uh, uh, use uh, different and new techniques uh, to move from traditional to uh, uh, certified uh, outputs. Uh, and also to, uh, to work uh, with uh, um, all the, the, the big companies, which are um, more and more trying to uh, uh, to modify uh, to uh, modify their supply chains and and uh, and to find uh, 
uh, more sustainable products in their supply chains. And can you name any examples of the companies that you either financed or kind of teamed up with uh, that fall into that category, which is like natural capital preservation and maybe again blue carbon and things like that? Yes, we. So uh, again, we have uh, invested, for example, in uh, in big operations in Peru, uh, where mm-hmm. we uh, where we do coffee plantation on an agroforestry model. So it's a model we. Uh, mixed um, um, the um, uh, microfinance, microfinancing of the farmers on the ground and helping them to change uh, their, uh, the, the, the way they are, um, they are behaving on, uh, uh, in terms of coffee plantation. And also uh, we have decided to build on, on, uh, on the site uh, uh, production site in order to do, to do the, the, the first uh, manufacturing of the, uh, of the coffee. Uh, and, and so it helps also to, to give more uh, value add uh, and more money to the, to the farmers. So it's, I mean, kind of, of new entrepreneurship models, which is completely different to, uh, uh, you know, uh, this kind of land grabbing uh, operations, which could be very uh, painful for, uh, for the farmers and for, for the communities. Uh, in this case, we uh, want to avoid this uh, and to, to keep the people where they are to keep the people doing what they do, but but doing it better and and, and connecting uh, these operations with the big uh, uh, the, the, the the big companies in this space in this space like Nespresso and the others who are more and more looking for uh, certified coffee, for example. In the, in this case, we do the same uh, in Bhutan uh, with a, a nuts plantation, for example, uh, and and. And so on and so forth. There are there are a lot of uh, of these kind of business models um, moving forward. Mm-hmm. And what's the objective? So, are you trying to, for example, to kind of like keep salaries on a decent level, for example, for the, those workers on plantations of coffee, for example, or maybe you are trying to kind of like introduce some technological know-hows that they can use to make their produce more like production process more efficient. So, what yeah. is your focus in that regard? The, the, the main important focus is clearly to, uh, uh, to uh, um, strengthen the operation and to improve the quality uh, of, the, uh, of, of the production uh, in terms of I mean, sustainability. Uh, and that clearly leads to uh, more money for the, for the farmers. Uh, because there is a, the idea is that there is a premium for, for, for certified uh, products more and more. And so, uh, uh, what we uh, we help them to do uh, is to uh, uh, yeah completely change their business model. But but to do that, we need a lot of investment, and they need a lot of investment on the long term. Uh, what they can find in the banking sector, you know, is basically uh, it's quite easy to uh, to find short term financing when you are mm-hmm. a farmer. You can finance uh, the next crop uh, uh, plantation uh, for for next year. But it's very difficult to find uh, 10 years or 12 or 15 years financing uh, in order to completely reshape the way you are uh, doing this business. Uh, and so this is clearly what we are bringing in, in, into, this, into this market. What we do with our, our funds, and especially with the uh, Land Degradation Neutrality Fund, which was uh, created a couple of years ago, is bringing very long-term financing uh, because uh, uh, in a lot of areas you need to replant, you need to restore very degraded land, you need to uh, completely change uh, the, the um, 
the techniques that 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 that, that you use, uh, and and that needs a lot of of upfront financing. Mm -hmm. So we talked about um, land and how you need to replenish it and find ways to make most of the land, uh, of course. So when we think about oceans, because I think this is another vector of your focus specifically. So where are you putting your energies in that space and how are you trying to change this whole kind of like waste in the ocean uh, problem? So there are different things. Uh, again, you, you can find some... Uh, uh, very classical uh, conservation models uh, and uh, the idea to uh, to make with blue carbon exactly what we have made uh, with uh, uh, classical I mean, uh, uh, carbon uh, uh, credits uh, is something very interesting. So the, this is something that we have, uh, for example, uh, launched a couple of uh, weeks ago with uh, um, um, money coming from L'Oréal, you know, uh, the, 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 the French company L'Oréal, um, gave us 50 million euros to invest in uh, ocean and forest con conservation. And one of the first projects we decided to go uh, is this one, is to uh, uh, make a request for proposals uh, on blue carbon projects. Uh, so in that case, that's basically mm -hmm. uh, mangrove conservation, for example, or uh, uh, coastal conservation, uh, where we, uh, we can measure, because there is a way today to measure the impact on the carbon sequestration. And so you can uh, issue some carbon credits based on these investments. So that's the first way to do this. Then you can also uh, invest in new technologies uh, um, in, uh, in different things. I mean, in, in, fishery, in fisheries, for example, there are a lot of a lot going on in the, in the way uh, the, 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 the fish industry is moving. Uh, so, uh, for example, there are some technology to uh, uh, help the, the fishermen to catch only the fish they want to take and not side fishing. And so it's very new, te new technology. We have invested in, uh, in uh, one of these uh, uh, startups. Uh, there are also a lot of uh, uh, new uh, businesses around the plastic uh, recycling uh, on coast and, and also uh, in, uh, in the ocean directly. Uh, so um, we are also looking at this. Uh, it could be also um, um, different kind of business models like uh, ecotourism uh, that we are looking at uh, in order to uh, to to uh, to to help uh, uh, conservation of uh, of also coastal area uh, in uh, I mean, with the help of, of of the money coming from the ecotourism. Uh, so these are different things. Of course, sustainable fisheries as well. Mm -hmm. uh, that we have invested in this, especially in, in, in the Caribbean countries. Uh, so there are a lot of different uh, new entrepreneurs, new companies that you can invest in. And when we're talking about ecotourism, so what kind of tourism is that? Because obviously the traditional one you can easily imagine. So what would fall under the category of eco-friendly one? I'm, I'm not a specialist about ecotourism, but I mean, basically you can, you can understand what it is. I mean, it's clearly, uh, for example, uh, you have uh, a big problem on the, uh, the conservation of coral reefs. Uh, uh, if you uh, if you do ecotourism in mm -hmm. this area uh, with the uh, uh, aim of uh, uh, the, the conservation of the coral reefs and the, the relationship between the ecotourism and uh, the population and communities uh, on the ground, you can create some new new, new models which are uh, basically helping uh, the communities to. Uh, uh, to conserve, uh, to protect their uh, their landscape and not to, to destruct it. Uh, but we, mm -hmm. we 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 have started to look at, at, at a couple of investments uh, one or two years ago. But uh, 
of course, as you uh, uh, as you may understand, I mean uh, the uh, the COVID situation is not helping us a lot in the <laughs> in this uh, mm-hmm. this kind of investment today. But uh, we are definitely going to to look at to look at it again. Mm-hmm. So one of the interesting projects that uh, you are leasing on is this L'Oreal Fund for Nature Generation. So I wanted to find out a bit more how, firstly, you got awarded this mandate, and secondly, what is that you are trying to achieve with that? Where are you? Where are you with it at the moment? Let's say. Basically, first of all, I think it's very interesting to see that big corporates are, are moving into into this space because. Uh, traditionally, what what uh, big corporates uh, were doing uh, was only uh, offsetting, offsetting the, the, the carbon footprint, uh, and so uh, uh, they were coming to us only to buy carbon credits that uh, uh, we were producing through our own investments. With the L'Oréal Fund, it's a, a little, it's very completely different because uh, L'Oréal has decided to invest directly not only to, uh, to get carbon credit, uh, but to also to, to invest in, economy, in uh, agriculture and forest in economic, economically viable models. And that's very different because uh, you know, offsetting is good, but doing only offsetting, uh, it's probably, uh, um, uh, there are a lot of controversies as you, uh, as you know about, about offsetting. Uh, and it's, this is a way to avoid controversies, I think. Uh, meaning you don't buy the, 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 the credits, but you produce carbon credits through your investments. And so it's exactly mm-hmm. what, what, we, uh, uh, what we have started to, to do with, uh, with L'Oréal. Uh, and so it will be mainly, uh, it will be threefold, uh, will be three, three kind of investments, forest conservation, ocean conservation, and, uh, and agroecology. Uh, sustainable agriculture. So uh, the, the, the first investments that we have made uh, was, uh, I mean, this project on, on, on blue carbon. Uh, the second one will, uh, will be uh, uh, around the forest conservation in, uh, in uh, uh, Latin America and Central America. Uh, and it's uh, one of I mean, a big project, project uh, of uh, Red Plus. Um, so the Red, Red Plus scheme, uh, which is a carbon credit scheme, uh, in uh, in uh, Latin American countries, so um, this will be the second second big investment in the coming coming months, uh, and uh, and then uh, in, uh, regarding sustainable agriculture, we will do probably co investments between the L'Oréal Fund and our own uh, land degradation neutrality funds. You are focusing a lot on uh, natural capital preservation and then prevention of uh, land degradation and things like that. So what? do you do when it comes to clean energy? Because this is definitely one of the areas that are going to be increasingly more important. And we see that the US administration is locking its eyes on it as well. But in Europe, you have a massive EU Green Deal that is trying to focus on even innovative ways of producing clean energy, like hydrogen, green hydrogen, for example. So where do you stand in this? Like, What are your focus areas in that regard? So we, we, we have been investing in, uh, in renewable energy for now um, more than 15 years. Uh, so we, we, we started, uh, um, I mean, 15 years ago in investing in, uh, in wind farms in, in, uh, in France, especially. Uh, mm-hmm. And at that time, it was the very beginning, of course, uh, of this kind of, uh, of uh, uh, production. And, uh, and it was through a, a public-private partnership. Uh, it was a public-private investment fund. 15 years ago on renewable, on renewable energy. 
and it and it, it was really powerful to uh, really to uh, uh, pave the way to the to 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 the increase of the uh, of the, the the wind farms in in France during this period, uh, and then from time to time it was the first generation of our fund. We are just today uh, launching the fifth generation, uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. and and we we target uh, we are just fund, fundraising this this fifth generation today, and so we we, we target a, a one one plus billion uh, investment fund. Uh, which will invest in uh, uh, in renewable energy all over Europe, and also in uh, in uh, we are, we will start also to invest in Asia. We are setting up a small team in in Singapore to uh, also to find new projects in the, in uh, in the area. Uh, but mostly, it will be invested in uh, in Europe in uh, renewable energy projects, all technologies, uh, ma- mature technologies, but very diversified in terms of technology. I mean, wind, solar, biomass, biogas, uh, hydro, and so on. Uh, and uh, and also uh, we uh, we have started to invest in clean in, in clean mobility, which will be also one of the focus of the fund, um, because we think there is a, a very uh, tight l- link between uh, um, clean energy and clean mobility, uh, of course, because of uh, of EV EV vehicles, but also uh, the, the production of green hydrogen. Uh, and uh, and the link that we are making be- between uh, uh, um, renewable energy on one hand and 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 mobility will be something uh, very very important in the, in the future. So we have started to invest in uh, in, uh, in in companies on uh, which are using especially hydrogen, for example, uh, a taxi fleet in Paris uh, using hydro- uh, hydrogen as uh, as an energy. Uh, we have also invested in a company which provides uh, uh, electric batteries for car, uh, uh, but using uh, uh, solar panels. Uh, so yeah, we, we think that it will be uh, clearly a, a big focus in, in the years to come. When it comes to hydrogen, for example, you are um, partnering with Hyset Cope, I'm not mistaken, an asset management firm that also owns one of the largest fleet of hydrogen taxis. So why this partnership specifically? So what do you see in what they are doing that maybe fits your investment standards? Today, you know, uh, the uh, uh, as far as hydrogen is concerned, it's kind of a chicken and egg uh, issue. Uh, if you want to develop hydrogen as a as an energy for cars, uh, you need to uh, uh, increase as quickly as possible the number of vehicles that use this technology. And so, uh, um, clearly, the, the, the fleets are the, the way to, uh, to to do it uh, very rapidly. So it could be uh, taxi fleets. It could be also fleets of uh, um, trucks uh, or buses. Uh, that clearly that will be the first step to uh, uh, to start the, uh, the, the 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 ramp up of the uh, of the, the the numbers of vehicles using the technology, and then it will allow to uh, to decrease the, the the price of the of the uh, hydrogen production. Mm-hmm. This is the reason why we uh, we 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 have uh, invested in it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so when we are looking at the whole renewable energy space and just generally seeing how much money is going towards sustainability and sustainable strategies in the investment universe. So I guess one of the big questions that starts emerging is what kind of like how are the valuations? Are they ripe? Or do we still have some space to go? Especially when you think about big players like Orsted or Estes, uh, etc. So again, do you see any areas of kind of like sustainable energy that are slightly stretched when it comes to valuations? And if yes, why is that the case that these specific areas might be under pressure? Broadly, we, we don't think there is a big uh, valuation issue on uh, environmental uh, friendly companies and uh, solution providers, uh, because basically the market is really growing at the same, same pace. Uh, and so uh, uh, we do not see a, a really big valuation issue. Uh, that doesn't mean that there is no uh, valuation issue at a, at a company level. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, if you look at Tesla, uh, there is a, I don't know if it's bubble or an issue, but basically uh, at least we can uh, ask questions about, uh, about, about mm -hmm. the valuation. Um, Orsted is maybe something uh, similar, uh, but what, what is interesting is, uh, is the move that we see, uh, the fact that, uh, of course, if you compare uh, I just looked at, 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 at uh, a chart uh, uh, comparing the, the, the valuation of, of Total and, and Orsted. Uh, this is just amazing. I mean, when, when you look at this, it's incredible. I mean, uh, the, and, uh, uh, and, and, and the fact that Total has decided to change uh, its name to uh, Total Energies now, uh, that's clearly a, uh, probably a, a sign that they, they are uh, seeing uh, strategies like the Orsted one as a, as a winning strategy. Uh, so, uh, um, so we have to be careful about, about valuation company by company uh, because the strategies are sometimes are at the beginning. Uh, so it's exactly what we have just said about, about hydrogen. There are some bets which are going to be, uh, to, to, to be taken by, uh, by, by the markets. And uh, we have to, uh, to look at, at this carefully uh, selection will be key. Diversification is key, of course. Uh, but if you do it properly, we think that the growth of the market, uh, the uh, uh, recovery pa packages which are put on the table but by the governments, uh, and and the the uh, the uh, uh, you know uh, the transition which is now exponential uh, and. It's just happening. I mean, that, that, that's the situation. Mm -hmm. uh, one big kind of development for Miro specifically was getting designation as a B Corp. So can you walk me through that a little bit? Why was it important for Miro to get that? And how does it differentiate you from peers in the market? Sure. Uh, actually, we, we, we started to think about this uh, when the, the law changed uh, in France. Uh, two years ago, uh, with the the Pact Act, mm -hmm. uh, the Pact Act uh, changed the definition of what is a company, and mm. uh, and integrate the environmental and social impact into the definition of a company, and it also created uh, a new uh, status for company, which is a, a purpose driven company, mm -hmm. société à mission. So it's a new status in France, and. Uh, and in, to, to, to get the status, you have to uh, 
integrate into your articles uh, a raison d'être, a purpose, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and then to build a, a mission committee uh, where you, uh, you would have all your stakeholders and this mission co committee will be uh, responsible of uh, uh, checking that you are still following your, your purpose, okay? Uh, and so we, we thought that was very interesting. And so we decided to, to go for this status. Uh, and, uh, and this is not similar to BCOR, but not a little bit different because uh, it's much more a, a new status and a new governance. BCOR mm -hmm. is a label, but mm. uh, the requirements are, are basically the same. I mean, the, the idea, the philosophy behind is, 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 is very similar. And so we, we decided to go for the two uh, at the same time. Mm. Uh, and so we announced uh, last November that we, uh, uh, we became a purpose-driven company uh, in the French law and mm -hmm. got certified at the same time. Uh, so uh, we, we think that that's important because uh, all what we have said about, you know, uh, uh, the environment and social and all, all, all these and, and the way to... Uh, Uh, to uh, to invest properly, to 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 uh, support the transition and so on and so forth. We think that all this uh, will be very difficult to achieve, and and maybe even useless if we don't understand that uh, we need to change the uh, the way the companies are governed, mm. and 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 really move from stay, uh, shareholder capitalism to stakeholder capitalism, and to really understand that companies are a part of the common good and mm -hmm. uh, have to take into account the, their impact uh, on society, communities, stakeholders, and so on and so forth. And so that's very important. And that's something that we say uh, all day long to, uh, to, the, to the, the, the managers and, uh, and, uh, and the other shareholders of the companies we invest in. Uh, wow. And so we wanted to apply it uh, to ourselves. And mm -hmm. so this is something that we have done for, for this B Corp and, and purpose-driven company uh, status. Uh, and it, also, it was also a way to, uh, to gather all the employees of Mirova uh, in, a, in a, new, uh, a new challenge because we, uh, we, have, uh, we have done all this together with uh, yes, working groups uh, in order to, uh, you know, to, uh, to, to, to decide what, what, what were our key, uh, the key elements of, 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 of this, uh, this purpose. And uh, so it was really very interesting also as, a, as an uh, internal uh, commitment tool. And well, Philip, thank you very much for joining us today. A really interesting conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much.